for calling in. We are reminiscing all day here at CFAX 1070, 60 years of broadcasting through much of my tenure at the station. One of the voices of reason um, upon whom we count to guide us through what can seem like a very confusing world, which is legal reporting and legal reporting issues, is Michael Mulligan. It's Legally Speaking from Mulligan Defense Lawyers, joining us at our ground floor studio. Did you get some cake, Michael? We got cake. Uh, I'm, I've got the coffee. I'm on cup number two, and I'm eyeing up that cake. This is looking pretty good. I know. They've got it too close to me, really. It's not fair. I keep on like <laughs> reaching for it subconsciously, but I'm working on it. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, you know, just thinking about dressing up. I'm just happy I don't have to put on the uh, tabs and robe showing up here, right? Yeah, well... And today I'm kind of the odd man out. I've got the uh, the no tie, so I'm, uh, you know, trying to uh, take it down a notch here in terms of uh, dressing sophistication. I'm wearing a very a very uh, distinguished uh, embroidered paisley tie today to go with my, with my gray suit because I actually do dress. Actually, I guess most people don't know that. Normally I'm just a t-shirt and jeans guy, like when we're, we're doing our stuff in studio, but if we're going to have the bright lights on, or the television cameras around, which they have been today. I like to dress up just a little bit. So we were going to look back at some of the stories that stuck out to you over the years. How do you even start to do a task? I almost felt bad yeah. asking you that. I'm like, what, the poor guy's going to do research on 4,000 stories so we can do our half-hour segment this week? How, do you, how did you go about that task? Well, i got to say this. One of the things which I think is great about uh, I, reasons I enjoy doing this uh, segment every week um, is that CFAX is just a great format that gives you an opportunity to say more than about 10 words about an often complex legal topic. Yeah, like a 100-page judgment you have yeah, to explain that's in 10 the thing. words. If yeah. you take a 100-page judgment and somebody's tried to sum it up in a tweet or, or even sometimes in a TV broadcast where you, you know, the comments manage to get edited down to about 11 words, um, sometimes I think the outcome or the, sort of the apparent outcome to people can look rather unreasonable. Uh, and one of the things which I think is uh, really useful and I really enjoy about uh, getting to do this on uh, CFAX every week um, is that you're able to spend, you know, five minutes perhaps even describing what that 100-page judgment is about. Um, and I think that's useful. Uh, otherwise, I think people are sometimes left with the impression that we're all off uh, up at the courthouse coming up with some uh, what might appear to be unreasonable outcomes uh, when there's a little bit of explanation, you may or may not agree with it, uh, but most of them, in my experience, at least seem you know intelligible and reasonable, even if you might uh, might have come to a different conclusion yourself. I completely agree with you, and I know as a layperson with no legal education or legal training myself, being able to sit down with you every week and go into some of the more intricate elements of how these decisions are formed, for me, it has actually increased my confidence in the legal system because, well, I, I suppose to put things simply that if you give a finding divorced of the reasons for how that finding came to be, it might not look reasonable without reason. That's sort of uh, that makes sense. And the reasons take time. That's why these judgments are 100 pages, and that's why legal proceedings take as long as they take. You're not going to sit there. You're like, all right, it's 1 o'clock now. we got to deliver a sentence by 5. Let's, uh, let's get this started. Who's doing deposition? Like it just. But yeah. that's how the media works, though, is every day we start, all right, here's what's going on right now. you got to have a product on air at 5 at 6 for television, or with radio, it's usually as soon as possible. And so those two worlds work in such a different manner that I'm glad that we're able to, to find that sort of middle ground every week. So thank you for, for taking part, by the no, way. No, I've got to say, it's a, it's a pleasure every week. I genuinely enjoy doing it. Uh, it also uh, causes you as a lawyer to take the time to sit there and, you know, the day before, read over all the new Court of Appeal decisions and Supreme Court decisions from the last week. Uh, and there's never any shortage of things happening and never really any shortage of things happening that I think have a, a real impact on people and that they need to know about. 
um, sort of the modern uh, world has become extremely complicated. There are no shortage of laws and decisions that are affecting virtually every aspect of somebody's life now. Um, and I, I think it's worth knowing, right? I mean, you uh, not too many people are going to have the time to sit down and read, uh, you know, what the Court of Appeal happens to have said over the past week. But uh, oftentimes, those are meaningful things. They're going to have a real impact on your day-to-day life. So um, I think it's a useful exercise, and I genuinely enjoy doing it. Let's take our first break, because the time does fly when we are having fun. And then we can go through some of your favorites for the many stories that you've discussed with us over the years. Michael Mulligan from Mulligan Defense Lawyers, legally speaking, as we continue our special 60-year anniversary broadcast. Stay with us. You made iHeartRadio Canada's number one app for radio and podcasts. Now, your free music app is adding artist radio. Type in your favorite artist in the search bar and instantly create a radio station of your favorite artists and their peers. Don't like a song? Skip it. There's an artist radio station for whatever mood or occasion. Download the iHeartRadio app free and access over 1,000 radio stations, the biggest podcast library on the planet. And now, you get to create your own music feed with artist radio. More information on iHeartRadio.ca. Hi, it's Wendy from All Victoria Vacuums. We're having a scratch and dent sale. Right now, you can save up to 50% on Miele vacuums. These quality German-built vacuums are engineered to last you for years. And how's your vacuum running? Our technicians can fix practically anything. If it's not worth fixing, they'll help you select a new machine to fit your needs. We can even recycle your old one. Come see us at All Victoria Vacuums today on the corner of Hillside and Cedar Hill for 41 years. She honestly negotiated really hard, so I can say that she's fierce. (laughs) She is very good at making deals happen, and uh, besides all that, she's an excellent person. She wasn't only a realtor, she was a friend, and she was super supportive and helpful and patient and kind, but tough when she needed to be tough, Uh, and she had our back, and what more can you ask for? Passionate, focused, remarkable results. Lisa Williams of Sotheby's International Realty Canada. Visit lisawilliams.ca. A sleek, all-black interior. A powerful 5.7-liter V8 Hemi engine. 20-inch all-black aluminum wheels. A menacing front grille. Get the perfect blend of beauty and brawn during the all-out clear-out event. Receive 25% off MSRP with up to $17,500 in total discounts on select 2019 Ram 1500 Classic models. Talk to your Ram dealer for details. Ah, the kids are finally back in school. I'm back in my routine and the house is a mess. I need to call Coit and get in on the after summer cleaning sale. I can get up to 35% off an amazing Coit clean carpet, upholstery, tiling ground, air ducts, and more. After I call Coy and save up to 35% on all cleaning surfaces for one more week. 1-800-4-COIT or order online at coit.ca. Whew, that was a close one. You love to do things the right way. Cooking their favorites day after day. Mom, what's for dinner? They shout and yell. The answer awaits at the sound of the bell. Hello, Fresh is here and the smell of cooking is now in the air. With a quick boil and sizzle, we'll sneaking a nibble. The family sits down for dinner. Mom, they say, I think we found a winner. Hello, fresh. Dinner solved. Get three free plates with code RADIO. 
At Visions Optical, buy one pair and get one pair completely free from our two-for-one selection. You simply pay for the pair with the highest value. No extra charges on the second free pair, including treatments. You'll see it's a real treat without hidden costs at your Visions Optical locations in Victoria. At Rona and Lowe's, until October 9th, scratch and save 10 to 100% on the fee for an installation project, such as doors and windows or carrier heating systems. Conditions apply. CTV News at 6 with Andrew Johnson. Weeknights on CTV Vancouver Island. Fuel your mind on the drive home. Weekday afternoons with Mark Brené from 3 to 6. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. Stereo in hi-fi or all of the other terms. Michael Mulligan from Mulligan Defense Lawyers as we continue legally speaking here on CFAX 1070. So having had a chance to review any number of the hundreds and hundreds of stories that you have helped us understand over the years, what are some of the ones that stand out for you? Well, i got to say, before we get to the stories, we just all the discussion about the help CFAX provided during the blizzard of 96 and the oh, AM yeah. stereo caused me to reflect upon what I was doing in 1996 after the blizzard, uh, which included trying to return a rented VHS tape by, uh, <laughs> and uh, listeners will recall, a couple of days after the snow, the top layer kind of uh, melted and then oh, yeah. froze into like a ice-like crust. Yeah. And I have a distinct memory of uh, trying to, with a VHS tape in my pocket, uh, go on all fours across the crust <laughs> to make it to this uh, video store to return this tape and avoid the late fee. And about a block from my house, crashing through the uh, top uh, icy crust and then realizing that somewhere in the last block, the VHS tape had fallen out of my pocket, having to go back and retrieve it. So, you know, those are the days of good AM stereo and uh, happy not to be, you know worrying about those blockbuster return fees any longer. Yeah, I was uh, talking earlier in the show. I was actually delivering Times Colonist uh, newspapers when the blizzard of 96 started. I had a little paper and I lived out in Souk, and I still remember that day when the snow got, I think it was three or four feet deep, and I'm out there and I'm looking for the paper bundle that the truck normally drops off, and I honestly didn't know if the truck had dropped them off that day, and I didn't want to just leave them there in case I was being derelict in my duties, but on the other hand, I wasn't sure how long to look for the papers because they might actually not be there, so I'm out on all fours looking through the snow i've got a pole and i'm poking through it it was um it was this very special time for all of us did you end up uh, getting any late fees with that i, I think they may have uh, agreed to uh, some slight M- reduction on the late over. Fee, yes. we're, we're on the air right now sir excuse me i'm just kidding i'm just kidding bell what's up i was going to say you said i can't edit yeah all right all right thanks bell we were <laughs> He's giving Michael a hard time <laughs> off the air. He's, he's teasing Michael Mulligan. I guess on the legal world, one of the things that has been uh, sort of an ongoing theme we've talked about now for a few years has been uh, issues surrounding legal aid and funding in the province. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a particularly important issue and one which, you know, typically takes more than uh, a headline to understand, right? Before we started doing our segments, Michael, I honestly thought that if a person found themselves the subject of criminal proceedings, that person could just say, I don't have the money, pay for my lawyer, regardless of how much money they may have. Yes. And I was totally wrong. And I think that's a common belief, right? And I think people have that belief with respect to other areas of the law as well. Like, for example, uh, family law matters. I think people often think, well, if I ever wound up in some spot where I needed child support or something was really going uh, haywire, uh, there would be some safety net there to help me. Yes. And it's only once they wind up in that spot or a family member winds up in that spot that they realize that that's not the case. Um, you know, this is something I've been talking about now for probably 20 years. Uh, 
Um, and British Columbia, this is the thing which I think takes the sort of, uh, you know, one-minute explanation. Uh, British Columbia is unique. We have a special tax that you pay if you go and hire a lawyer to do anything, right? Nice. Do your will or help with your real estate transaction, whatever it might be. You, sp- you pay a special 7% uh, special PST tax that only applies to lawyers' accounts. You don't pay that if you're, you know, hiring an architect or hiring an accountant or something else to do work for you. When that was introduced, it was uh, introduced by the NDP when they were back in power over 20 years ago. And they said, this is a special tax, and it's going to be used to pay for legal aid for poor people that can't afford uh, counsel. Uh, Very quickly, that tax started collecting more money than they were giving to the legal aid system. And when they were in opposition, the liberals dumped all over them, saying, isn't this wrong? This is money being collected to help the poor. You know, you've got to provide that to the intended purpose. Indeed. But then when the Liberals got in, uh, they wound up dramatically cutting uh, the legal aid system. They cancelled virtually all family legal aid, so very little is available to, uh, to anyone. They closed all of the legal aid offices across the uh, province and fired all of the lawyers who did things like uh, poverty law, helping people that needed you know, to get social assistance or help with medical equipment, this sort of thing. All of them were let go. Uh, and they kept the tax. Uh, and that system is sort of uh, <laughs> carried on now. Yes for the last 20 years with this tax now collecting about three times the amount of money they provide to the legal aid um, society um, and that's one of the things which i think when most when people learn about that hey i'm paying a special tax that's supposed to fund this particular very important service yet that service isn't being provided um, i think that's one of the things people find really pretty remarkable but they only run into it and this is i think perhaps why governments over the years have gotten away with underfunding it uh, because people don't realize and never expect they're going to wind up as a single mom trying to get child support. Yeah. Or they never think they're going to be charged with some criminal offense and be unable to hire a lawyer to help them with it. People, that's not a uh, voting group. You know, the future single mothers of British Columbia doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, yes. And so for so many years, we've had this uh, continued, I think, sort of uh, unacceptable state of affairs where there's totally inadequate help for people. Yep, the government continues to collect this uh, large amount of money uh, and just not provide it for that purpose. So that's one of the, I think, ongoing themes we've talked about, and hopefully people become aware of it and think, hey, gee whiz, I might wind up uh, somebody who needs help down the road. And, uh, you know, it's not fair to that this money be collected and the important service not be provided. I was shocked when you were informing us as to how the legal aid system actually works and how much money is involved. And if you start a case on legal aid, if that person, even if they do get money, they can never actually accept any funds. And also the, the very... Uh, unsubstantial, very small sums involved in the workloads that many uh, defense lawyers find themselves with. I was oblivious to nearly all of that, Michael. So thank you for educating me on that, because it really has changed my position on the matter that you've just discussed, access to justice and legal aid. And I now count myself among the many in the course saying that we need to do more and maintain access to our justice system, because if we don't, then what's the point of it existing in the first place? Yeah, I mean, my view of it is, you know, that, sort of the provision of access to justice is right at the core of government's uh, responsibility, right? If you want to live in a sort of a just society, one of the requirements there is that uh, people have access to resolve some very important issues, right? You would, uh, I think most people would agree uh, that if you're going to have a criminal trial, for example, it should be a fair trial. Yeah. And to have a fair trial, you need a few things. You, you need a, a judge, you, you need to have a prosecutor, and you need to have defense counsel. You would never say, well, you know, we've just run out of money to uh, pay judges, so we're going to carry on without them. 
uh, or we've, uh, sorry, the budget just doesn't uh, cover the cost of hiring a prosecutor, so we'll just sort of see what happens and allow the witnesses to wander in on their own. Nobody would think that was acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but somehow we've come to a system where we think it's somehow acceptable that you would have people showing up on very important things like, you know, trying to get support for their child yeah. or trying to uh, see their child, you know, if their spouse is going to move away, take the child somewhere else. Somehow we think it's acceptable uh, that people be left in that spot and not be provided the help they need to have a fair trial. Um, so that's, I think, one of the, well, I'm thinking back, one of the important themes and one of the things I think people really do need to know about. Yeah, and also the phenomenon that I was largely unaware of, of self-representation for when a person finds themselves unable to retain counsel or doesn't have the money, and how that can cause not only substantial hardship on the parties involved, but also a huge amount of wasted time and money in our justice system. I'm trying to remember, the uh, we've done, I think, three or four different segments on mistrials or similar mistakes that were made because someone was representing themselves, also a problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and any day of the week, if you go up to the uh, courthouse, like some of us do, and sort of see what's going on, you'll see outside of, for example, uh, family remand court, you'll have these lineups of people with no counsel uh, trying to speak to a lawyer in the hallway to get some sort of brief advice before they go in and deal with some matter that's very important to their life and their children. And you'll see it as well in criminal remand court with people showing up um, uh, with no help at all. And one of the other things that's happened is because it's so underfunded, the threshold to get any help at all is so low. Um, you know, for example, if you have a minimum wage job and you work full-time, yes, you are considered too rich to get any legal assistance at all. You are completely on your own. Uh, and somebody who is working at a minimum wage job has no realistic hope of being able to hire a lawyer to help them with some serious and complex matter. Yeah. And that's simply not fair. Um, and uh, when we have a, a system that collects all of this money um, that is uh, supposed to pay for that, uh, that's a really pretty intolerable state of affairs. Uh, and you would hope that at some point uh, the government makes a decision based on principle uh, rather than, you know, what is the voting potential of future single mothers or, you know, what is the uh, political calculation of providing fair trials to people charged with criminal offenses. It's genuinely something that requires a you know, decision of principle rather than a decision uh, based on some political calculation of how many additional votes will we get if we uh, allow people to have a, a lawyer to help them with their child support, for example. Well, I think I speak for many in our audience, Michael, when I say I am very thankful and very appreciative of what you have been able to do in terms of educating us about how the legal system works, about how these decisions are arrived at. I know it has gone a long way in both bolstering my confidence in how the justice system works, as well as making me aware of areas such as legal aid funding that, in my view, and I know you share this as well, need to be done better. Better. So hopefully the powers that be are always listening and we will continue to see, at the very least, progressive moves in the right direction. Yeah, I, I'm hopeful as well, right? At least uh, there's some discussion about that particular topic at the moment. Yeah. The other theme which we've talked about, as you've just alluded to, is uh, how occasionally we get things wrong, right? Occasionally we convict people that were innocent and uh, this sort of thing. Yes. Uh, but I should also say this. Broadly speaking, we are just so fortunate to have the justice system that we have. Uh, in a from a sort of world perspective, we're among uh, the best uh, possible places. Uh, and while there are certainly things like legal aid funding or yes. uh, you know occasional mistakes that are made, uh, we are just very lucky to have the the system we do have. Uh, and one of the uh, things I think is so valuable, as I've said, is taking the time to be able to discuss how decisions are arrived at. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know if all you have is sort of the headline uh, outcome with no explanation. 
I think that can have the effect of undermining confidence in things. Somebody says, well, what on earth was that decision about? There's no explanation. What happened there? Uh, And usually, although not always, uh, you know, once there's time to sort of explain what it is and how a judge arrived at a decision, uh, usually I think people are going to have some greater confidence uh, in the the outcome. Well, I know I have. So thank you for the knowledge and insight that you share with us every week. We'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. All right. We will take quick.